Hey family, this is Javer Fitzbogle and I am the creative director of the Detox Movement Global Ministries and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope that it blesses you. We hope that it challenges you and we hope that it encourages you to see that God is moving in your life. So come grow with us and enjoy the message. If you got your Bibles, take your Bibles out. If you got your notepads, take them out too. Matter of fact, take out your Bibles, your notepads, and anything else you need to get through this message, because this is going to be a doozy. Normally, I give a lot of notes, but tonight we're going to be doing a lot of conversation, a lot of talking, a lot of diving into. This series that we have dived into this far for the past four weeks has been called Insecure. Now, how many of you know that some of us, like myself, and if you're being honest, you got them too, we have insecurities. And insecurities isn't just always, man, like, I feel like I need to lose weight. Insecurities isn't just, man, I feel like I need to change my hair color. You know what? I don't really like what they, what they think about me. Insecurities isn't always the exterior. Sometimes insecurities is the interior. Some of us struggle with insecurities on the inside of us that nobody knows about. And we've been diving into this, this, this man of God in the Bible called Gideon. These last few weeks, it has been amazing. Has it been a blessing? Y'all been learning about Gideon? Some of you don't even know who Gideon was. You're just like, yo, that's a really dope name. But you're, now you're learning to see who Gideon was and who he meant to God and what he meant for the people of, of God, for the people of Israel, and what his life was about. We started learning how Gideon was a man who had an insecurity of fear. He was afraid of these people that we've come to learn were called the Midianites. They were like, I want to say, uh, if you're the Crips, they're the Bloods. They're like that gang across the street that wants to get your cookies. They're the ones that come into your house to take whatever it is that you have, even if it doesn't belong to them. They were the bullies across the block. The Midianites represented a place of people of bondage that was literally coming to the Israelites to take what they had. And while we dive into understanding who Gideon was, it was so important for us to understand who he was to the people of God. I want you to understand this. You mean something to the people of God. You mean something to your brothers and sisters. Your brothers and sisters in the faith, to your brothers and sisters that aren't in the faith yet, your brothers and sisters who are coming to know Jesus, you mean something to them. God has something on the inside of you that is not just for you alone, but it's specifically for people who he's called you to touch and to impact. This message, this series of insecurities is not about one man. It is not only about you, but it's understanding that God has placed something on the inside of you, that if you will come out of that place of insecurity, that if you will bypass that place of insecurity, you will step into what God calls his promises for you. God has so much in store for you. And so as we've been diving into the word of God, and we spent time talking about Gideon in Judges chapter 6, and Judges chapter 7, we're going to dive deeper into another synopsis of insecurity. Y'all, I'm so excited about this one because I'm believing that this, this message here is going to bring a lot of the pieces together. I know we've really been talking and we've been giving a lot of points on what insecurity means, what it means for you, what it means for others, and what we're supposed to do with it. I think last week, one of the major points that we had to dive into while we talked about a, a, a message entitled 1% was to know that even though God has so much on the inside of you, what's on the inside of you is not enough 
for you to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. And so that, that which is inside of you is literally out of place. It's literally something that God wants to use to do even greater if you'll realize that you are nothing without him. That message 1% was all about that. It's realizing that God has placed so much on the inside of you. But even though he's placed a lot on the inside of you, you can't do nothing without him. God is the 99 to your 1%. And today we're going to be talking about a message entitled Insecurity. Oh, I've been waiting for this one. Insecurity. Now, the series is called Insecurities. But the title is Insecurity. Mm. Some of you have been waiting to see what it feels like to be in a place of security. We've been talking about insecurities, but what does it mean to be in security? Mm. I believe that God is going to change your perspective of insecurities and so much that you'll begin to realize that he has given you security for you to be in. This is so good. We're going to dive into God's word. I want you to pull out your Bibles. We're going to start reading from Judges chapter 7, verse 13 to 20. Seven verses. Judges chapter 7, verse 13 to 20. I'm going to begin to read. And just a little backstory so you know it's what, what, as to what is going on here. We see that Gideon, as we talked about this last week, was in a place where he needed to receive, he needed to give God his yes. And once he chose to give God his yes, the Lord then gave him assignment. And we talked about this. When you give God your yes, God will give you assignment. And the reason he gives you assignment upon your yes is because the assignment was already there, but he needs your agreement to follow through with it. Some people say that God is a gentleman. He doesn't push his way onto you. But God stands at the door and knocks, and he waits for somebody to open that door. And when you open up that door, he says, here I am. Will you accept me? And when you say yes, and as we talked about it last week, you give God your yes, not just say yes. God then takes the yes that you gave him and he gives you in return assignment. Wow. So here in Judges chapter 7, verse 13, we see that Gideon had accepted the assignment. And he then was going to a place where the Midianites were to try to take them out before they take him out. Now, this is so real because some of y'all are like, man, I don't want to get dirty. I want to get nasty. I don't want to fight nobody. But sometimes you got to take out the enemy before the enemy takes out you. So God then sends Gideon and says, now go. In our first message of, of this series, Insecurity, that was titled, Go with the Strength that You Have. God told Gideon, go with the strength that you have. Because all you have is literally all that you need. And so now here in Judges chapter 7, verses 1 to 12, we see that Gideon now responded to God telling him what to do. He now gave God his yes. And he said to him, God, I don't know if I'm strong enough. I don't know if I'm good enough. God, give me confirmation. God, I feel like I'm not enough. God, I feel like I'm at 1%. And we learned last week that not only did he feel like he was not able to accomplish what God sent him out to accomplish, but that he went into his situation or his assignment literally under man. I don't know if a lot of you can relate to that, but I sure can. Where I feel like God is sending me somewhere, but it feels like I'm unprepared. 
It feels like the insecurity that's inside of me is going to take over because I'm in a place that seems uncomfortable. What do you do when you feel uncomfortable with where God is sending you? So Gideon finds himself in a place where he's uncomfortable, where, where God is sending him, but he gave God his yes. Because he gave God his yes, he has to follow in spite of the fact that he still has this insecurity. Sometimes you have to go even though you feel insecure. And so now here in Judges chapter 7, verse 13, I'm going to begin to read up to verse 20. And so Gideon, at this particular point in time, he crept up just as a man was telling his companions about a dream. And the man said, I had this dream. And in my dream, a loaf of bread, of barley bread, came tumbling down into the Midianite camp. It hit and it hit a tent and turned it over and knocked it flat. In verse 14, his companions answered, the dream can only mean one thing. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelites, victory over Midian and all its allies. Mm. And so when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped before God. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, get up for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. Mm. He divided the 300, the 300. He divided them into three groups and gave each man a ram's horn and a clay jar with a torch in it. Then he said to them, keep your eyes on me. And when I come, and when I come to the edge of the camp, do as I do. And as soon as those um, with, and, and, and excuse me, as I do, and as soon as I and those with me blew the ram's horn, blew, blow your horns too. All around you and the entire camp will shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Verse 19, it was just after midnight and, af and after um, the changing of the guard, when the Gideon and the 100 men that were with him reached the edge of the Midianite camp, and suddenly they blew a ram's horn and broke their clay jars. Verse 20, and all these groups blew their horns and broke their jars. They held their blazing torches in their left hands and their horns in the right hands, and they shouted a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. Say that, a sword for the Lord and a sword for Gideon. I'm believing this message is a sword for you and a sword for our heavenly father. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus. There is no other name to thank you in. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus because we know that there is something found in you. Father, I thank you for this word today. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will come and speak to your people. Father, I humble myself right now and, and I exalt this word before me. Father, let it, let it land on ears that have ears to hear it. Father, let this message find the hearts of those that are waiting for it. Father, speak to your people now and forevermore in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. So this is tough, y'all. This, this was real tough. Out of all the things that we probably ever read, this right here is probably one of the tougher things. This is real violent. And I, it kind of felt violent when you're reading it. Like, man, sometimes you have to take, you got to really take, your problems by the head. And you gotta confront them in such a way that you're violent enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna get this done for Jesus at all costs. 
And as I was reading this scripture, one thing stood out right in front of my eyes. The Bible says that the violent are the ones who take it by force. That some of the things you're looking for, there are only violence. There is only violence that can take the things that you need. Sometimes God calls you into a space that you may not feel like you're ready for. But sometimes you got to step out in boldness and allow your submission to God and your obedience to God to produce action for God. And so we see here in verse 13, now Gideon, right, he, he was in a place where he's, he's been obedient to God. And now he's following through and his, his insecurity, his fear of the Midianites is still present. His lack of confidence in God is still present. He's not sure if he's really called for it. He doesn't know if he's built for this. And that's one of the greatest things that we can ask ourselves sometimes, like, God, am I really built for this? Verse 13, it says, he crept up just as a man was telling his companions about a dream. And the man said, I, I had this dream, and in my dream, there was a loaf of barley bread. Now, this is tough. This is really tough, because we have to look at a few things here. The first thing is that we see that Gideon went to a place where there was a man. This man was a man who, he was in the enemy lines. We started the proper context of the scripture. He was of the enemy. So God led Gideon to a place to where he was able to see things and hear things that he wasn't otherwise able to see, to see or hear if he wasn't obedient to God. Pay attention. Some things you cannot see unless you follow God's plan for your life. As we talked about this last week, unless you obey, unless you submit, you cannot produce action. So Gideon is now walking in a place of action and obedience to God. He is not comfortable. You don't have to be comfortable, but he's obedient. And God takes him to a place to where he overhears a conversation. And the conversation was so encouraging. The man told him that he had a dream, and it was the strangest thing. I saw in the dream that there was, it wasn't just bread, but it was a barley bread. And it was rolling down the hill, and it just, it just began to roll with it. Like, this is the craziest thing. Mm. And as Gideon was sitting there, something began to sit in. Write this point down. Under with God is over with men. Under with God is over with men. The key to Gideon and the Israelites winning the battle that we've come to know them to win was not found in their own ability, but it was found in God's ability. In this moment, in the midst of how he was feeling, he still wasn't confident on what God was doing in his life. God began to give this man confidence just by listening to the situation. As we talked about this last week, we've been diving into the progression of Gideon in this story. We see that Gideon was severely undermanned. He was less than 1% in quantity. And so he had a reason to feel like, gee, I don't know. But I want you to understand something today before we keep moving. When God calls you to do something, it's never always comfortable. But when you obey him and you follow him and you move forward in faith, he will constantly affirm you in the process to completing what he sent you to do. You will always see little nuggets. These little nuggets are like, wow, wait, God, I guess you are calling me to do this. Oh, oh, God, well, you know, I guess you are setting me up for success. Oh, God, well, I guess you're going to put me in a place to pray. Okay, God, I see you, God. God will always give you what you need. And so Gideon is sitting there and he's realizing, wait a second, I, I am under, but wait a second, it, why does it feel like I'm over this? Your insecurity is like cheap bread. Now, that's probably hard for some people to really kind of grab a hold of, but your insecurity is like cheap bread. The Bible says here, and I'm sure it says it in your Bible, that this man's dream, he had a dream of barley 
bread. Now, here's the thing about barley bread. If y'all know about barley bread, that's cool. I'm gonna tell you about barley bread. Barley bread is like bootleg white bread. It's like watered down wheat bread. Okay, how do I put this? The price of barley bread is hella cheap. Like it's so easy to get. It's the type of bread that rich people don't serve at their weddings. Put it like that. It's like peasant bread. It's bread that when you look at it, 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 it tastes like bread, it looks like bread, but it's not considered as valuable as it. Its worth is a lot less. Mm. Its worth is directly under the value of wheat bread. Wheat bread is considered quality bread. So there's a reason why this man saw barley bread. And I'm sitting here like, why barley bread, God? What, what, did, what, what did barley bread do to you? What did barley bread didn't do nothing to nobody? And then it hit me. The same position of barley bread to wheat bread was the same position that Gideon and the people of Israel were to the Midianites. Mm. So just as barley bread is less than wheat bread, mm, Israel and Gideon came into the equation less than the Midianites. Mm. So when we talked about this last week, 22,000 dipped from Gideon's camp. Then another 10,000 left from Gideon's camp. I mean, when we do the math, it was less than 1%. It was so low in numerical value, it didn't even reach 1%. And in the same manner that Gideon came in, he's like, whoa, we have no chance. But yet somehow God sent an answer ahead of him in the form of a dream to his enemy. Watch this. God will always pave the way for your success. Wherever God is taking you, the way is already paved. You don't have to see what God's doing. You don't have to know what God is doing. But you have to understand that whatever God chooses to do is already done. The Bible says he goes before you and he makes your path straight. God knows exactly what you need before you get to the place. But this is so powerful. When I thought about that, it hit me. If you don't obey God, you'll never know that he made a way. Which suggests to me that God making a way is only accessible to those who obey. Write that down. God makes a way for those who obey. Because at the end of the day, and yes, I'm rhyming, God functions in perfect timing. He'll never come out of position. He'll always be there when you need him. He may not come when you want him to, but trust me, my boy ain't never late. God has never been late. The Bible says that he's never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread, which means that if the seed is coming after the way had to have already been made, the way was made for the servant and for the servant's seed and the, for the servant's seed and that servant's seed, God has made a way for each generation that comes behind you. If God did it for them, then God will do it for you. It hits home when you start to think about it. Wait, God did it for them, so they got to do it for me. What Gideon wasn't ready for, God, Gideon wasn't ready for confirmation. Some of you are not ready for confirmation. You're like, God, you can't be sending me out here to do this. God, I'm not built for this. God, you ain't here. I don't see you. But God's like, listen, you're not going to see unless you go. I am a light onto your feet, a lamp onto your feet, and a light onto your path. 
That means that God will light up where you are and he will light up where you're going. But if you have nowhere to go, there was nowhere for God to light. God lit up something for Gideon and he sent it in the form of a dream. And the enemy saw, wait, I, this was crazy. And I'm not sure what happened. This dream began to tickle Gideon's fancy. Your insecurity is like cheap bread. God will use it for your advantage. It may seem like you're under, but God has already made a way for you to go over. The advantage that we receive is actually understanding. It's the understanding of this key point. To overcome is to understand. To overcome is to understand who God is and what God can do for you. The question isn't knowing what God is able to do, but to know that he did something before. And Gideon was a little ignorant. He's like, okay, God, you're picking me? Cool, bet, 100%, let's do that. Uh, I don't know what you're gonna do, so let me just keep moving in fear. <sighs> this is so powerful. We talked about this this last few weeks, and we said that you don't need to overcome insecurity to move forward. But may I motion this thought to you today, that even though you don't need to overcome to move, mm, to receive, you have to stop accepting your position. God wants to do so much with you that in order for him to take you, man, you gotta have some faith. Like it's like, like God, you know, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Oh, well, it's not for you to get, my son. It's not for you to get, my daughter. Well, God, it's not making sense, God. Well, it, it, it's not supposed to make sense. You're just supposed to obey what doesn't make sense. Ah, but God, well, but God, th that is the answer. But God can do anything exceedingly and abundantly, just like he paved the way. He just made a way for the people of Israel to walk through the Red Sea. Mm, don't make sense, does it? but God made a way for you. This is so important. You see, when you understand something as powerful as this, you have to then go to the next step. And the next step is attitude. The next step is posture. The next step is obedience, but not without the first two. Your faith becomes certain and you abandon the place of insecurity. Mm at a place of confidence in God. Something about attitude, I feel like it just plays a role in all of this, which is so powerful because how do I know that, that your faith becomes certain the moment that you abandon your place of insecurity? I'm gonna tell you, in verse 14 and verse 15, I think it explains this, let's read it. Verse 14, it says, and it says, his companion answered, hmm, his companion answered, his companion answered, your dream can only mean one thing. Wow. God has given Gideon, son of Joash, the Israelite, that's a real dope description, victory over Midian and all of its allies. Wow. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he blew up in worship before the Lord. Then he returned to Israel's camp and shouted. Now, let's sit here for a minute. This is dope. This is really dope. Um, first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. For real, I had to do it. it. It just, it was, that was the moment. I only get that like once, once, a, once a year. It's here now. Uh, second thing, when we look at this scripture here, let's look at what happened. 
he heard an interpretation of this dream. And the interpretation was so profound. He told him, well, this basically means that you're dope. That means you have that God has already made a way for you. And he blew up. And the first thing he did was he worshiped. It was an attitude of change. This is what happened. It was an attitude. Write this down. Overcoming insecurity starts by changing your attitude. Okay, we're going hard here. I'm, I'm finally preaching. Overcoming insecurity starts by changing your attitude. People wonder, like, we've been talking about this all week. Now, how is this possible? Because when Gideon got to a place where he then now finally got confirmation and the confirmation was interpreted to him and now he finally understood what it meant, his first reaction was to praise. But this hit so different. If he praised loud and he was shouting for everybody to see and he was doing his church dance and he was, he was just making, if he was doing that, then the people on the camp would have saw him. The people where the Midianites were would have noticed him. They would have noticed him, which suggests to me this, that he wasn't loud, he wasn't wild, he wasn't hype like we normally get when something finally works out and we love Jesus all over again, but when things are hard, we're like, we don't really know what to do. He didn't do that, but what he did was he got on his knees and he began to pray quietly and thank God, Lord, thank you for giving me the answer the direction overcoming insecurity starts when you start to change your attitude of what makes you feel insecure the moment you start to say you know what god is able mm. you know what he is my provider mm. you know what he is all that i need wow you know what I do feel insecure in this area, but God has already given me security. I don't know what it looks like, but you know what? It's, it's going to come. I will see what it is. The moment you change your attitude is the moment you'll start to experience the deliverance from the thing that makes you feel insecure. The middle of verse uh, of Judges chapter 17, where it says, now Gideon then turned. He changed his attitude and he said, get up to his people. He said, get up, get up. For the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. Why do they call them the Midianite hordes? Because there were so many in number. He was like, yo, I did not think that this was going to work out. But you know what? I think we can do this. God confirms. He affirms your faith after you obey him. So, so powerful. He responds to his attitude change. Wow. Then he identifies where the change came from, which is God. And then he points out where to find victory. He changes his attitude by getting on his knees. He identifies the victory that came from God. And then he addresses the same thing that he saw before and now says, wow, that, that big thing, that thing that was great in number is now little. Let's go take it home. God will give you what you need to overcomplish. Excuse me. He'll give you what you need to accomplish what he sent you out to do. Here's a little tidbit. If it doesn't make sense, it's likely God. Yep. If it doesn't make sense, it's likely God. Because the devil doesn't operate like this. He wants things to make sense. Let's talk about it. He wants you to be like, well, it is good. And you sitting there like, oh, it is good. <laughs> isn't, that how we, isn't that how we stumble? Isn't that how we fall away? It is good. Wait, but it is good. 
And the devil operates in such a way that he wants things to make sense. And sometimes making sense is the origin of confusion. Wow. Some of y'all are looking for sense to be made out of something, but you're already confused because it makes sense to you because that's what you are looking for. God will sometimes come into your life. He will shake up things that seem to make sense and make them not make sense just so that your faith can look instead of your senses. Some of you, your senses are obstructed by the things that we do on a regular basis. And God's like, I want your faith to take over, but you're not going to allow it. Allow faith to govern where God wants to take you. They called them the Midianite horde specifically for that reason. Wow, we're running out of time. We'll try to run through this as fast as I can. And what's so important that we have to do was let's actually let's jump down. We'll see here that that in Matthew 23, y'all can write this verse down and take it with you. Matthew 23, verse 12. It says, and whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. This is so, so important because we see that humility is the cornerstone of overcoming secure insecurity. The moment that you allow yourself to be humble, what God does is he takes your humility and he puts it in a place that actually exalts you past, which makes you feel insecure. This is so good. Write this down. Humility is not insecurity, but your insecurity is a form of humility. Oh, let me say it again. Humility is not insecurity, but your insecurity is a form of humility. Because if your insecurity is something that makes you feel low, I mean low, 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 to a point where you feel inadequate, it can actually be something that humbles you in a way if you allow it. Whereby God comes in, he says, now that you're low, will you accept me at the low place that you're at? Here's the thing, y'all gotta catch this. God wants to take you at a low place, at a place of 1%, and take you to a place to where you knew that you couldn't have done it without him. You just knew you couldn't have did it. Why? Because your insecurities caused you to feel low. Moses felt low because you had a stuttering speech. Some of y'all, the thing that you're going through makes you feel low, but I want you to know today that's not bad. That place of lowness, is the cornerstone of what God is going to use to exalt you. And just as the Bible says, he who humbles himself, he who abases himself shall be exalted, and he who exalts himself shall be humbled, that is a scripture of posture to Jesus. God says, listen, I get where you are at. I get it. I want you to know that where you're at is not a bad thing. I just want you to accept me where you are at right there. If you'll accept me when you know you can't do it, when you feel less than, when you know that you're going to fall short, if you do that, mm, then I can do more. Gideon's fear of his enemies ultimately became his confidence and his security. In other words, his security became, excuse me, his insecurity became his security. became his security. What made him feel insecure became the place of confidence that he stood in. Some of you listening to this video today, you need to wrap your mind around this. That it's what makes you weak is the same thing that makes you strong. 
but it's the strongness and the confidence in Jesus that gives you access to overcoming. Let me read verse 15. It says, when Gideon heard this, and I'm running out of time, when Gideon heard this dream and its interpretation, he bowed and worshiped before the Lord. Before anything you do, when you see that God's making something, making a way for you, just stop what you're doing and give thanks. People don't need to know about it. Just like the Midianites didn't need to know that Gideon was right behind them celebrating. They don't need to know that God is working out a way for you. He says he spoke to them. He said, now get up for the Lord has given you victory. The Lord has given you victory. The Lord has given you victory. God has given you victory. And the idea of victory is that it's already been given. There was no action required when God gives it to you. God gives you, and he gives you the ability to overcome. He's given you the power to conquer. He's given you the ability to tread over snakes and scorpions and nothing by enemies shall hurt you. He's given you the head of things and not the tail of things. He's given you access because you gave him your yes. God gives you exactly what you need before you even say yes. It's powerful to know that God gives you before you actually accept him. Isn't that the cross? God gave us the cross before we even accepted him. God gives you what you need before you even say yes. So many of us here today, we're in this place, not realizing that God has given us something. He's given us everything that we need, but we don't want to give him our yes. And when you don't give God your yes, you can't experience the thing he already gave you. Jesus. Some of us have been struggling with insecurities, not knowing that our security is in the same place that we are weak. God has given you everything that you need. I'm out of time. I'm out of time. I got to rush through this. Verse 16, he divided the 300 into three groups and gave each one of them a ram's horn, a clay jar, and then a torch in it. And y'all know the rest of the story. They moved out and they conquered in Jesus' name. I want y'all to write this last two points down. You see, when you stop, when you step out on faith, God gives you everything that you need to pursue him. Write this down. Your you, <clears throat> excuse me, and your yes to God gives you access to boldness. Wow. Your yes to God gives you access to boldness. I don't know where this confidence came from getting to start telling people what to do now. But we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. That, that same boldness wasn't there a couple of weeks ago. The, that boldness wasn't there scripturally a couple of days ago. He was not this bold. But somehow he could say, yo, 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 let's go take our victory. I see it right there. Because when you see victory, wow, there's nothing that can stop you. Your yes to God gives you access to boldness, a type of boldness that is so infectious that it causes others around you to rise up to the level of your security. Jesus. It causes you to rise up to that level of security. Look at them, his whole squad. And you was there, y'all was there with me last week. Y'all read this with me last week. Everybody was like, yo, we don't know what we're gonna do. And God said, they're not all fit to go with you. Take away 22,000, take away another 10,000, Matter of fact, take all these people away who lap up water with their hands, the ones who use, take them all away. And whoever's left, this is all that you need. Wow. So God filtered exactly what he needed because he knew that certain people will rise up to your level of security. And when he said, now let's go, that was enough for them to say, we got this. Write this last point down. 
God's security is in his security. God's security is in security. I'm going to end on this note here, guys. It's just a powerful thought to know that God's security is in security. That, that, that God's security, not, not yours, we don't need our security, but, but God's security is in, wow, security. The only place you can find security is in Jesus. The, the only place you can find confidence is in Christ. The, the, the only place you can find a higher self-esteem is, is in Jesus. The only way that you can find a confidence in faith is through his son. And I want you guys to really grab a hold of this today. As we talk about this, this teaching titled Insecurity, some of you guys are in different places. You're in places that, that God's like, listen, I need you to come out of because you, you, can't, you can't give me your yes while you're in there. Wow. You can't give me the yes I'm looking for unless you come out of. Mm. That God's saying, yo, listen, I need you to come out and accept me. Open the door and accept me. Come up the hill and accept me. Get on your knees. There's always an action involved. God, what do you want me to do? Begin to ask God, what do you want me to do? Father, how do I come to you? Father, what do you, take me out. God will say, okay, come. That's your action. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. He's waiting on you. Come. Come to Jesus. Come. I'm right here. Just come. Run into my arms. Come. Because when you come to God, huh, he gives you what you needed, mm, what you were looking for. Wow. What you were praying for before you even come. If you're in the building, if you're on the Zoom, if you're on Instagram, I want to pray for you guys. If you're on Facebook, I want to pray for you guys right now. Everybody just put your phones down and lift your hands. Father, Father, I know you're doing something in this space today. Whether it be on online, Father, whether it's across the globe, the country, in a different state, a different nation, a different continent, Father, I know you're doing something in this message. And Father, I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that, Father, you will meet us in the places that we are in. Holy Spirit, we invite you in to the place that we are right now just so you can take us out into the promises you have for us. Father, I pray this word would find whoever it needed to find. I pray that this word would seek out that person that might be hiding from you and, Father, pull them out of that place of insecurity. Father, hiding is an insecure. Father, I want to speak to hiding right now. Father, there was a, a specific person listening to this message, and God, they're feeling like, you know, I'm, I'm tired of hiding from you, but I don't know how to come out. Father, use them, Father. Speak to them, God. Show them, Lord Jesus. Tell them to go with the strength that they have. And I speak to you right now, whoever's listening under the sound of my voice, that if that is you and that speaks to that portion of you that's like, wow, I want to follow Jesus, but I don't know if I can follow him. I want to pray for you right now. And my prayer is that God would encourage you to go with the strength that you have. And along this journey of going, you will experience his goodness, his love, his mercy that is found in Christ Jesus. Father, I thank you, God, for what you're doing in the people in this live stream now and the people who have not even heard this message. 
but fall into the same category. God, I pray that you would strengthen them, that you would uplift them, that you would place their feet upon a rock, a rock that is not easily shaken nor broken. Father, place them upon mountains, their feet on like hinds feet on top of the hills, way above a place of insecurity where they just know that it has to be you. Father, I pray that you would touch them where they are right now, God. Strengthen them from the inside out. I pray that this word would find them and would meet them wherever they are in Jesus' name. I just want to play really, pray really quickly for any person who would love to give their life to Jesus, who would like to give their life to Jesus, who's, this, who's thinking about, man, maybe I should give my life to Jesus. If you're on the live stream right now, if you're on Instagram, don't log off. I want to pray for you. I pray that if that is you, I want you to repeat these words after me, that you would allow Jesus to come into your life as your Lord and Savior, that he would change you from the inside out in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father, help me. I realize that I'm less than, but God, I believe that with you, I'm more than. God, come into my life as my Lord and my Savior. Change me. Restore me. Make me new. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, family, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you have any questions, comments, testimonies, or prayer requests, we would love to hear from you. Send us a message to the Detox Movement on all social platforms. And be sure to get your official Detox brand merch at thedetoxbrand.com. And above all things, family, remember that you are loved, you are blessed, you are beautiful, and most importantly, you are detoxified by God's amazing grace. And until next week, family, God bless you.